Cooper and... This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. Russia's invasion of Ukraine changed our energy security. But the good news is the U.S. has a lot of energy resources and might be the key to solving the problem. The bad news is that our current presidential administration has done everything possible to prevent that from happening. The U.S. has an abundance of natural gas because of our horizontal drilling technology. We have been the world's leading natural gas producer for the past 10 years. Russia, the world's second leading producer. But according to Joe Biden, he doesn't want that to continue. No, he's given over that authority to bats in Kentucky. That's right, to bats in Kentucky. So, another headline from the Jerusalem Post says, If Europe boycotts Russian gas, can Israel meet their needs? In other words, if America can't or won't meet their needs... Because of Joe Biden, could Israel meet their needs? Fascinating question, friends, particularly in the light of the fact that it has been said that he who controls the energy rules the world. So I welcome you to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. It's conversation, as always, with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms, and today will be no exception. It is hard to believe, in one sense, what is actually taking place geopolitically and, uh, uh, yeah, geopolitically around the world. And we're going to take a look at that as it relates to oil and gas, because, as it has been said, oil makes the world go around. It's also been said love makes the world go around. But when there's an absence of love, apparently you need oil. And oil and gas are the sources of energy that drive our world today. Not windmills. Many people are waving at windmills. But windmills are killing eagles, but not doing very much to create energy. It's true. They're killing eagles, but not doing much to create energy. Solar is not doing all that much to create energy either. So therefore, the so-called green energy revolution is actually not working out so well, as we're going to find out, as the experts around the world reveal. So what we're really talking about here is something that has come to be called the great game. Forbes, one of America's leading business magazines, was very blunt back in the year 2012, saying nobody wants to lose, peak oil is dead, the great game is back. What were they talking about? They were talking about the desperate effort by the nations of the world to gain energy and control it. The desperate efforts by the leaders of the world to gain dominion over energy and control it. The game of dominating the world's resources, nation states and alliances. It's like a combination of chess and other games being played simultaneously with a threat of military conquest or defeat always hovering over the so-called statecraft and the financial game. 
This is a game for keeps, my friend. This is not a game for fun. This is a called the great game for a reason. It is called the great game because it is considered by geopoliticians around the world as the ultimate game in town. In order to gain both geopolitical and prophetic perspective, it shouldn't be forgotten that the global enemies of the United States are the global enemies of Israel. And the enemies of Israel are, coextensively, the enemies of the U.S. The nation-states and the alliances that are engaged in this great game for oil and gas are, as you might understand, intensely aware of this fact, and they're waiting for the precise and propitious moment to make their strategic moves so as to become, shall we say, king of the mountain by disposing other would-be kings. So as one expert warned, welcome to pipeline of Stan. Oil pipelines are the new great game. So we're going to take a look at some of the facts uh, that are before us now, uh, this very week, concerning the matter of oil and gas. As we've already indicated, as we all know, when... Russia attacked Ukraine, it seemed to upset the equilibrium of energy around the world. And there are reasons for that. We're going to find out what those reasons are, even though we've talked about them here on Viewpoint before. But today we focus on them just a little bit differently because we're hearing from political leaders and uh Uh, oil and gas leaders around the world that are giving their input and putting this in a perspective that you and I should not miss. I say we should not miss it because it has tremendous security implications for the United States of America and, yes, indeed, for the world. So, again, I welcome you back to Viewpoint And uh, I want to speak just briefly to our listeners in Massachusetts and Connecticut. This may be the last time that we can speak to you concerning this event, and so I want you to listen very carefully. As As of the end of this week, Friday, this program will no longer be heard on WACE radio in Massachusetts and into Connecticut. Why? Because that station has been sold. Therefore, we have made arrangements for this this program to be heard on three other stations. And so I want to direct your attention to these three other stations that actually expand our exposure and listenership there in Massachusetts and Connecticut. Listen carefully. In the Worcester uh, Springfield area, Our program can right now be heard on WVNE. WVNE, that's AM uh, 760 or uh, 101.5 FM. AM 760 or 101.5 FM. That's WVNE in the Worcester Springfield area. In the Hartford Bloomfield area, Our program now can be heard on WSDK. WSDK, that's AM 1550 and FM 95.3. 
Again, AM 1550 and FM 95.3. And finally, in Boston, our program can be heard on WILD, that's WILD, AM 1090, AM 1090. So, at this moment, our program can be heard on all of those stations. They've given us a, a special one week free uh, to be able to capture some of our listeners and give you direction to head on over to these new stations because you will no longer be able to hear this program on AM 730 WACE come Friday. Thanks for joining us, and we'll be right back to talk more about the great game, friends. This is very important. Stay tuned. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chrismeyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Again, I welcome you back to Viewpoint. We're focusing today on the matter of oil and gas and energy security. Again, it has been said that he who controls or the nation that controls the energy rules the world. And interestingly, uh, for all practical purposes, OPEC, the uh, oil and gas production consortium out of the Middle East, basically had the rest of the world, including the United States, over a barrel for for many decades. But then things began to change. Russia began to produce oil and gas uh, dramatically and became a leader, actually exceeding Saudi Arabia. But at nearly the same time, the U.S. began to develop oil and gas, through, uh, particularly through shale and uh, fracking, and as a result of that, just a few years ago, the United States became the leader in the production of oil and gas in the world. So great was this development that Vladimir Putin and his team over there in uh, Russia issued a statement that America and Israel now ruled the energy world. The U.S. and Israel now ruled the energy world. When Donald Trump took over uh, the presidency in 2016, we, excuse me, uh, yeah, 2016, we know that almost immediately he began to restore even more of America's oil and gas production by allowing drilling to take place, by restoring the Keystone Pipeline and all of these other uh, aspects that uh, Mr. Obama had uh, sought to curtail and reduce America's oil and gas. He wanted, by his own intention and declaration, that is, uh, 
Mr. Obama, to drive up the price of oil to discourage people from driving their cars. That was his goal. When Donald Trump came in, he did something that no one else had done, and that is he freed up the production of oil and gas so that America then became the world preeminent leader in the production of oil and gas, followed by Israel that had developed major uh, discoveries of gas off their Mediterranean coastline that would provide them energy through gas that would hold them for at least 70 years and provide enough for exporting both to Europe and other countries. Now, that's the background of it. We need to know the background if you're not aware of it. Now comes the Russian attack on Ukraine that uh, has changed NRC security uh, calculations around the world. Where do we stand now? Who is doing what? Making what kind of decisions and why? Where do we stand? And does it have any implications for the fulfillment of biblical prophecy? That's what we want to look at here in the balance of the program today. And I hope you'll listen to the entire program because you're going to hear things here that you're not likely to hear anywhere else. And I do mean that. Anywhere else. It's not a matter of pride. It's a matter of where our focus is. See, we're not here just to regurgitate information. We're here to translate that information, make application through the Scriptures so that we can understand what is really taking place and why. Now, if you were to go back to my book, uh, King of the Mountain, that I wrote in 2012, it was actually published in 2013, so that was nine years ago. I wrote an entire chapter called The Great Game. If you were to read that chapter today, you would wonder how in the world could he have known what was going to take place right now around the world. That's what you would think. Let me just give you an idea. A global showdown is in the works. The world is now at the historic crossroads of the 21st century, said the Global Research Report. The haunting specter of a major war hangs over the Middle East, Russia, and Iran are the nations with the largest natural gas resources in the world and the number one and number three exporters in the world. Russia and Iran control the export of Central Asian energy to global markets and exercise control and influence through Syria and Turkey over energy corridors to and through the European continent. The great game enters the Mediterranean. It is the developing story of gas, oil, and geopolitics. Now, remember, this was written nine, actually ten years ago, actually published nine years ago. Why? Why was this important? Because, friends, it has everything to do with the battle, the prophetic battle for king of the mountain. Who will rule the world? And from what point where the will the world be deemed to be ruled? 
Well, it is said that he who controls the energy rules the world, but it is also said that uh, he who rules the temple mount rules the world. So, by implication, he who controls the energy rules the temple mount and the world. Are you beginning to get the picture? This is massive in its prophetic implications. And that's why I want to make available to you my book, King of the Mountain, the eternal, epic, and end-time battle. For he who rules the Temple Mount rules the world. The battle for King of the Mountain. It is going to open your eyes to not only what's happening today, but how it began back on the mount of God in the heavens between Satan and God, where Satan himself said, on the mount of God in the heavenlies, he said, I will be like the Most High God. I will ascend to the heights of the north. In other words, I will ascend to the temple mount and rule the world. That's what he was declaring. But the only way he could do that is through humankind, because God did not give Satan dominion over the world. He gave Adam, humankind, dominion over the world. Now, Adam forfeited uh, much of that dominion to Satan there in the garden by dissing what God said. And because of that, Satan became the prince of the power of the air who rules in the children of disobedience, including their national leaders and the nations of the world. So, what Satan has been about is that over these last six uh, six millennia, he has been orchestrating the nations, the political leaders of the world, to pursue a goal of building a world government. Now, there have been many efforts to do that. Charlemagne tried to build a new... uh, Catholic world order, Charlemagne, 800 A.D. We also know that uh, Babylon did that, and uh, Persia, which is now called Iran. They want to do it today and did it before. Alexander the Great, then Rome. And now we're experiencing the resurrection of the ancient Roman Empire through a group of nations formed into a, a, uh, a pact called NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization that comp- is comprised of the majority of the widespread nations that Rome formerly ruled. This is the resurrected Rome that Daniel the prophet foretold in the book of Daniel. Now, Russia, although technically part of Europe, has been the odd man out now for a very, very long time. Europe does not see Russia as part of Europe. Russia is Russia, and Russia is a proud country. It has a heritage so far exceeding and longer than America, that it makes America look like a newborn baby. Russia's been around a very long time. And there's a lot of pride there. 
And you can see it in Vladimir Putin. You can see it in the leader of the Russian Orthodox Church. You can see it in much of their motivations. They really do believe that Russia is ordained to rule the world. Whether you think so or not is not the point. Viewpoint determines destiny, and that's their viewpoint. And so they act accordingly. So Mr. Putin has seen it as a national and even personal uh, event when NATO decided to try to take a country, Ukraine, that was part of Russia and its heritage and turn it into a NATO country and thereby risk Russia's security. He's been watching this happen for a number of years now and finally said, I've had it enough. Now, you may not agree with his motivation, and you may think that ultimately he is an extremely wicked man, and I'm not going to take sides in that regard. I'm just helping us to understand their motivation. So, if we understand that, then we can see a little more accurately why Russia's invasion of Ukraine has actually triggered something far beyond perhaps what anybody ever contemplated. It's called the law of unintended consequences. It has triggered a security crisis around the world, an energy security crisis. So the leaders of the world, especially the Western world, which is the resurrecting Roman Empire, are now saying, what do we do? What do we do? We've got all these sanctions now that are levied against Russia and against uh, the uh, uh, Vladimir Putin and so on, but they're not working. And the reason they're not working is because Russia has Europe and, in some respects, America over a barrel. True. Never was a statement truer than that. The over-the-barrel reference. Russia has the Western world over a barrel. In other words, Russia can call the shots, in a sense. And the Western world is actually underwriting, financing Russia's continued attack on Ukraine. But what is Europe to do? Therein lies the question, what is Europe to do? If they proceed with further sanctions and do what Joe Biden is asking them to do, and that is cut off all of their oil and gas uh, receipts from Russia, now where are they going to get their energy? Germany receives something like 70% of its energy from Russia. Italy receives 45-50% of its energy from Russia. France, 25%. These are the major economic producers of all of Europe. What are they going to do? You can see the conundrum here. Push is coming to shove. Geopolitical push is coming to shove over petroleum, oil, and gas. Let me share 
some other words from my book, Great Game, excuse me, uh, King of the Mountain, under the chapter Great Game. Remember, it was written 10 years ago. Oil and Israel's existence. If oil reaches a certain price, the world will no longer want Israel to exist, warned the head of Israel's National Economic Council in 2010. If we don't do something, the world's largest countries will be dependent on countries unfriendly to us. The geopolitical reality of the growing global attitude toward Israel reveals a current level of animus toward the state of Israel. But for overwhelming public support from the United States Congress, Israel is nearing complete isolation in a world frantically playing the great game for hegemony of the world's energy supply. What does this mean? What are the prophetic implications of Israel being increasingly held hostage to world powers over a barrel of oil? That's what we want to look at in the second half of the program, friends. It's setting the course of world destiny. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, SaveUS.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, SaveUS.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archive. Save America Ministries website at SaveUS.org. Again, we take a look at the energy security crisis that is developed now as perhaps uh, the unintended consequence echoing around the world, and particularly in the Western world, concerning Russia's attack on Ukraine. You see, when a war is begun, people don't necessarily understand the trajectory that it is ultimately going to take. I believe that what the trajectory that this is taking is actually defining the fulfillment of biblical prophecy. Let's go back to 2002, 20 years ago. Here's the headline. Russia and Israel, erstwhile bitter Cold War enemies, have agreed to make use of Israel's neglected oil pipeline known as the Tip Line. The conduit, an Iranian-Israel joint venture completed in 1968, is designed to carry close to a million barrels per day, circumventing the Suez Canal. According to Stratford, the strategic forecasting consultancy, tankers bearing Russian crude for the Black Sea port uh, would unload at Israel's Mediterranean port of Ashkelon. After that, the oil would traverse the tip line to Israel's Red Sea port at Elat, where it would be reloaded onto tankers for shipment to Asia. Russia is emerging as a major oil supplier and serious challenge to the hegemony of Saudi Arabia and OPEC. Even the USA increasingly taps the Russian market for crude and derivatives. Israel has no commercial fossil fuel resources of its own. Therefore, 
the deal with Russia is a godsend. Well, it may have seemed like a godsend then, but not from God's perspective. God has a different perspective, and that is, I believe, that God has indeed provided Israel with energy to boot. Already since this was written, Israel has developed gas uh, resources off the Mediterranean coast that are producing massively now. Israel has become energy independent of Russia and of Egypt through gas alone. That was scary to Russia. Israel independent of Russia? When formerly Israel had been just 20 years ago dependent on Russia, thinking it was a great blessing? So as I wrote in the book, King of the Mountain, under the chapter Great Game, finding oil in Israel will give Israel a huge strategic advantage. It will change the political and economic structure of the region overnight. Overnight. In other words, almost instantly. Now, with that having been said, I want to take a quick journey now uh, through developments that have taken place just in the last week. And then, getting that perspective, we will revert back to the prophetic implications and where things stand with regard to Israel. The book that I wrote 10 years ago King of the Mountain, the one chapter alone is going to open your eyes dramatically to what is happening in our world at this very moment. King of the Mountain. It's a $20 book, yours for $15. It's on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. You can call us at 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Again, writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. King of the Mountain. No, it's not on Amazon. It's only available on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org, King of the Mountain. Oh, And it doesn't just talk about the great game. It talks about, well, there's just no way we have time to go into the details that lay out the developments that are now taking place in our world and why they're taking place and where it's going to end up. All right. From the Russian Times came this report. Cost to Germany of Russian gas freeze estimated. Berlin might lose 220 billion euros in their gross uh, domestic product in two years and have the highest inflation in modern history, a top economic institute is warning. Should it stop Russia's energy supplies immediately, the warning comes from five of the nation's top economic research centers. Does this not sound like a big deal to you? Why? Why? Because Germany 
is the greatest producing nation in Europe, Germany. But it's dependent 70% on Russian oil and gas. Germany's in deep trouble and is being moved upon to cut off Russian oil and gas. Oh, but we're going to find that Joe Biden has something to say about that in a few moments. You might be shocked, or maybe not. The Jerusalem Post, another headline. Replacing Russian oil supply to Europe is almost impossible. That's what OPEC warns. The Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries out of uh, the Middle East that coordinates petroleum exports for 13 of the biggest petroleum producer countries in the world warned the European Union on Monday that potential sanctions on Russia in the area of oil exports could create one of the greatest ever deficits in oil supplies and it would be almost impossible to replace the Russian oil that is regularly purchased by Europe. Russia considered that fact even before it began its invasion of Ukraine. Russia's occupation of Ukraine was partly shaped by the Russian impression or belief that Europe cannot survive without Russia's oil. And there's no immediate solution for replacing Russian oil and gas. It would take years, says this report, to replace Russian supplies substantially, at least in Europe. However, the Middle East does hold nearly all spare oil production capacity, and OPEC's decisions are very important for any loss of Russian supplies. What is not mentioned here is oil in Israel. We're heading there. Next came another Russian Times article, Not Possible to Dump Gas for Green Energy. Europe is not ready to completely eliminate fossil fuels, said a Norwegian foreign minister. Europe cannot completely phase out using natural gas in favor of greener energy sources at this stage. Analysts say it's impossible to substitute Russian energy imports with green energy at short notice. In fact, what they're saying here for Norway is also true for the United States, notwithstanding all of the elocutions of Joe Biden. Oslo, Norway, relies heavily on its oil and gas sector, being the EU's second largest supplier of energy after Russia. Norway considers it wrong to liquidate its oil and gas industry for the sake of a full transition to renewable energy. Why? Because it's impossible. The world is not ready for a full transition to green energy, no matter what the hyper-liberal climate change politicians tell you. It's pie-in-the-sky theory. It's not based in reality. K.T. McFarland. K.T. McFarland spent time in the White House. She was the former Deputy National Security Advisor. She said... Biden could bankrupt Putin by producing fuel. If President Joe Biden wants to diminish Russian President Vladimir Putin's ability to wage war on Ukraine, he'd start producing American oil and natural gas and start shipping it to Europe, she said. Drive the price down and it will bankrupt Putin, and that's the real solution. Not this sort of nibbling around the edges that he's doing. 
Putin can keep the war going despite sanctions because of his chokehold on the European economy, and he supplies the majority of their fuels supplies there, especially to Germany, she says. Next. Biden administration pushed Germany to delay Russian oil ban. Please try to understand this, friends. You didn't hear this on any of the news media. Germany's decision to not immediately end Russian oil imports, a move that would have delivered a crucial blow to the Kremlin over its war in Ukraine, came at the urgent request of the Biden administration. Notwithstanding whatever you might hear, the European officials said that the Biden administration had been pushing the Germans to delay cutting off Russian oil until later this year. Why? Until after the U.S. midterm elections. In other words, Mr. Biden has been completely dishonest with the American people. He's not been doing everything he could. He's been playing politics. It was all about power for the Democratic Party. It was not about helping Ukraine. It was not about any of those things. Germany's finance minister suggested that a quick cutoff of Russian oil won't happen anytime soon. Can't afford it. EU nations have been reluctant to ban Russian energy. Poland took the lead and is now being attacked by Russia economically. An international oil expert said Germany's reliance on Russia for its energy consumption has risked jeopardizing European energy independence. The German announcement to stop Russian oil imports by the end of the year falls short of expectations because by that time, Russia will have probably already achieved its objectives in Ukraine. And oil experts predict more U.S. gas price hikes will come once Germany does cut off the supply and could threaten Democrats' election odds if it happens before Election Day. See? You're not being given an honest address. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. We must move on quickly to see what our current president and his administration is doing to frustrate our ability to help Ukraine 
and to frustrate Europe and to play politics for democratic power. Here's the next report. Biden blocks oil drilling on millions of acres. The Biden administration reversed on Monday a Trump-era policy that massively expanded the area available for fossil fuel leasing even as gas prices remain near all-time high. The Bureau of Land Management issued a record decision reducing the land available for energy leasing in the petroleum National Petroleum Reserve in Alaska to its level set in 2013, nine years ago. In other words, reversed any benefit that Mr. Trump had brought in the energy and uh, the oil and gas production market. Pump prices have surged through President Joe Biden's first 15 months in office. The decision that he made reduces land available by roughly 7 million acres, or approximately 36% of the oil-rich area designated by Mr. Trump for production. So the question in this article is, is Joe Biden intentionally driving up the price of gasoline? The answer is yes. Not, it doesn't matter what he says for public consumption. He's doing exactly what Mr. Obama intended to do and stated that he intended to do, and that was to drive the price of gasoline up so that it would make it more and more difficult for Americans to drive cars and therefore drive Americans away from fossil fuels and hopefully get them to embrace so-called green energy, which is not green at all. The Biden administration has paused oil and gas leasing in the Alaskan Arctic National Wildlife Region and ditched a drilling project in Alaska that would have produced 100,000 barrels of oil per day and generated $10 billion in government revenue and created 2,000 construction jobs, a complete reversal of Trump administration actions. In addition to that, Biden has canceled the Keystone XL pipeline permit, introduced fossil fuel regulations, and his administration has proposed to make it harder for utilities to receive natural gas product uh, project approvals. In fact, earlier this month, the Department of the Interior finally complied with a June 2021 court order forcing it to resume federal oil and gas leasing, but... They reduced the land available by 80% and then hiked royalty rates for the drillers, making it impossible for the drillers to drill. Friends, this is dishonesty at its max. It's political dishonesty, it's moral dishonesty, and it's threatening the security of our country. But why? Because Mr. Biden is intent on being the engine in this country to facilitate the new world order, the new global order. That's why. He has to bring prices in the U.S. to be somewhat equilibrated with European prices 
so that America can more easily be assimilated into the new resurrected Roman Empire. And why is that important? Because that's exactly what the prophet Daniel said was going to happen. He didn't talk about oil and gas, didn't know anything about oil and gas. But he did talk about the final world empire. Now, that final world empire is going to be ruled by a final world leader who is going to emulate or uh, counterfeit the coming of Christ. He's called the Antichrist. And that's why I wrote the book, my latest book, called Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. We could say how to identify the soon-coming imposter. Things are moving very rapidly, friends. If you don't realize that, you need to open your eyes. You can't continue to put your head in the sand. It's time for professing Christians to wake up and realize the times that we're in. And the reason we need to wake up is because we're not prepared for the coming of Christ, because he's not coming back for a bride with spot, wrinkle, or any such thing. He's calling his warmest audience, those who profess to be his followers, to get their lives right, to repent, to come clean before him, and to walk in righteousness and in holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Are you listening? You can't pretend anymore. You can't put your fingers in your ear and say, I didn't hear it. You did hear it. Jesus is coming, and he's coming to judge the quick and the dead. He's coming to judge the earth in righteousness. He's not coming to judge. He's not coming to save people from their sin when he comes back. He's already given that opportunity. He's coming to judge people in and for their sin. And he said, Jesus himself said, straight is the gate and very narrow is the way and precious few there will be that find it. But broad is the way that leads to destruction and many there will be that go in thereat. So where do you stand? Where do you stand? The Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now. I know he is. Because he's faithful to his word. He's watching over his word to perform it. And he's saying, do you hear me, son? Do you hear me, daughter? He said, my sheep hear my voice. Do you hear his voice? His voice comes through his word. And we just quoted his word. Now we move forward. This may come as a shock to you, but the latest is that Mr. Biden is stalling natural gas, a natural gas pipeline in Kentucky to protect bats. Yes, you heard that correctly. The Biden administration has quietly reversed a decision granting an energy utility company in Kentucky a federal permit to begin constructing a natural gas pipeline. 
The pipeline now cannot be constructed pending further environmental review. Why? (laughs) Well, two hyper-liberal environmental groups that apparently Mr. Biden is beholden to politically argued that the pipeline construction would disturb, get this, Indiana bats, gray bats, and northern long-eared bats, what they said live in underground caves along the proposed route. And they said, Kentucky's endangered bats can't wait any longer for protection from habitat destruction, so this is an important step, said the staff attorney at the Center for Biological Diversity in a statement today. Put this in perspective, friends. Joe Biden is on a full-court press to spread abortion as broadly as possible, to kill off America's babies with intent, while refusing to allow a pipeline to be built to protect bats. That's what you call a reprobate mind. The Apostle Paul wrote about it in Romans chapter 1, where you can't even think straight. There's no reasoning. It's a reprobate mind. It's beyond the pale. And this is the man who wants to convince us all of his wonderful Catholic commitment. It's more than foolishness. It's more than foolishness, and it's, it's worthy crying over, friends, that the American people should have purported to elect such a person to the highest office of the land. You've got to be kidding me. That's a testimony as to who we are as a people. Do you see that? And... He was purportedly elected and now doing everything he can to destroy America's security, including energy security. Now, let's contrast that with what happened back in 2013. In 2013, The EU Times shook the world with this headline, World Trembles as U.S. Becomes Greatest Energy Nation in History. Let me read that to you again. This is the EU Times, European Union, March 11th, 2013. This was the headline, World Trembles as U.S. Becomes Greatest Energy Nation in History. Here's the rest of the article. According to a startling report prepared by Russia's energy minister for President Putin, quote, the United States is preparing to overturn the entire global economic system as it nears becoming the greatest energy-producing nation in all of human history. Joe Biden doesn't like that. Joe Biden wants to diminish the role of the United States in the world 
just as Mr. Obama did, to render this country easily assimilatable into a new resurrecting Roman global order. Whether you call it through a great reset or whatever type of euphemism you want to attach to it, that's what's happening. And this attack by Russia on Ukraine has actually, perhaps unwittingly, precipitated an unbelievable fulfillment of biblical prophecy to unite these uh, Western countries, former countries of the Soviet Union, and not Soviet Union, but of Rome, the Roman Empire, to unite them in ways that never before were they willing to come together. And now, they're rushing to come together against Russia. Now, I want to sow a seed in your mind real quickly. If God has provided sufficient energy for Israel and has said, I'm going to bless you beyond anything that you can possibly imagine, and in these end times he has already revealed resources of gas off Israel's coast that have rendered them energy independent for the next 70 years plus. What will happen when God does a divine fracking there in Israel with a little six-point earthquake that frees up the oil that geopoliticians and uh, geologists know lies deep under Israel's soil and they just haven't been willing to, able to access it yet? What will happen when that becomes a reality. How do you think Russia will respond then? Their entire world will come crashing down and they will become desperate and attack Israel to take a spoil. Ezekiel 38, 39. Thanks for joining us here. Become a partner. Get a copy of the book, King of the Mountain, on our website, saveus.org. God bless and be a blessing. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home. 